Um, hey, it's, it's mummy. <laughs> okay, you're making it weird already. <laughs> okay, welcome to the um the Creative Escapade podcast. This is episode one of this new podcast I'm trying out. It's um a podcast about creative people and how they find meaning in their life, and you know what through creativity and what they've done and what they're doing, and how did they get there. So I've got my mum on the podcast. Hi. Uh, could you, do you want to, she does more than just mother me, actually. So would you, would you like to introduce yourself and what sort of stuff you do? Okay. So I'm Della, as well as mum, to my beautiful firstborn, hashtag proud. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm Joel. I'm not sure if I, if I mentioned that. Um, and, yeah, I guess I am a mum, uh, but I'm a musician, and yeah, it's taken me a little while to to get get on with it, but I'm just kind of giving it a crack. <laughs> awesome! Yeah, no, that's really cool. So yeah, I do. I hope to feature guests of with like minded people like you who are really passionate about their creative endeavors and really want to take that on and make and have it as a big part of their lives. And to be honest, I just want to pick your brain and other people's brain like that as well. So. Yeah, oh, look, you know, obviously it's taken me a bit longer than I wanted as far as getting this all going, but life kind of got in the way a bit for me and people like you came along and oh, I don't know, yeah. it's, you know, it took the focus away a little bit, but I've always sung, I've always sung in the background and, and gigged, but I guess um, the whole songwriting and recording stuff it was just something that was just burning inside me and, and it just got to a point where I just needed to release it, I guess. So um, I just thought, oh, I don't want to go to my grave thinking, why didn't I ever give this a crack? So here I am. Yeah, I was going to ask. You've been singing for years, I've known, but it was only sort of a recent times that you started writing and getting that along. Was there anything specific that held you back? In Oh, probably confidence. Fear. Okay. <laughs> um, so singing at, at live pubs and in front of tons of people every night was was fine. It was just getting your own yeah, stuff out. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yes, I guess. I mean, for me, doing anything, you know, I, I I guess I have always lacked confidence. So even when I started singing, um, my singing teacher at the time literally dragged me onto a stage with her to do backing vocals and all I can remember of that first gig was the whole thing was such an amazing adrenaline rush that I don't even remember singing and I remember <laughs> just I remember just trying to keep upright because my knees were shaking so much I thought I was going to fall over <laughs> so I um yeah so everything in that regard I guess I've struggled with um, nerves and confidence and so I guess it's taken me a little longer but I did I sang through high school in you know the productions and um, and then yeah when I moved to Melbourne took lessons and and got shoved into a band and and thought oh, I'll only ever do backing I'm, I'm never going to get out and do lead that would just be way too scary and I uh, just you know again kind of fell into that when I had to and um, yeah, and I, I guess just the whole writing thing. I just thought, oh, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. And I was really, you know, would love to have played the guitar, but just found that quite difficult. And 
But again, now it's just like, you know, I hate the guitar, but I will continue <laughs> to practice it and get better. And, you know, you have shining little moments when you go, wow, I can do that. And I can, I can, um, you know, compliment myself rather than having to get somebody else. It's nice to be able to sit at home and be able to play and um, play for myself and sing you know, with my own back backing yeah. rather than having to rely on someone else because that just drove me nuts. But, um, you know, it's all been a challenge but – and I guess, yeah, with the songwriting, you're putting yourself out there and laying your cards bare and, and that's a scary thing to do too so as far as doing that. And, and also, you know, just as you get older, you, I guess you've got more to say and, you know, I think if I'd started songwriting when I was around 17, 18, I, I don't know, you know, I wouldn't have had as much to say. It would have all just been angsty stuff, <laughs> angsty kid stuff. Right. <laughs> Whereas now I feel like I've got more to offer anyway. So, um, yeah, I just discovered that, oh, actually I can write, you know. It, it, I, I just didn't think I could, but, Yeah. Okay, cool. It sort of sounds like if you started with backing, felt like you got really, really good at that, then went on to lead, then went really, really good at that. Is it a matter of you got comfortable and just wanted more every time? Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, life is a bit like that, even with your work, you know, you get to a point where it's like, well, I'm really in my comfort zone now and to grow, I need to actually just jump off a cliff again and do something (laughs) completely scary again. So... Um, and so, yeah, it was very much like that, just step by step. I, I, I don't think I'm a person that just kind of throws themselves neck deep into something. Yeah. <laughs> I have to kind of feel the water and you know, you know what I'm like getting into the swimming pool. <laughs> it takes me 15 yeah. minutes just to get wet. I have to do it gradually. So, um, and not everybody's like that. Some people are just like, yeah, I'm going for it, bang. Um, and I admire their confidence, but yeah, I'm not quite, I'm not quite like that. (laughs) Okay. Well, especially around the house and just the stuff you're doing, it seems like you're taking on a lot of new things all at once. Do you, would you see it like that? Or do you think you're still taking it step by step? Um, because a lot of new stuff has come in. As far as, uh, writing, do you mean? Yeah. Just like songs coming along, music videos left and right. Yeah. Like stuff that I didn't know about till it was finished. Yeah. Maybe that's my fault, but. Well, yes, it just could seems, be. Maybe. If you, if you came out of your room a bit more. Well, <laughs> I've got my own creative endeavours too, Mum. I know, <laughs> darling, I know. Um, yeah, there is a lot going on now. I found that, you know, once I jumped on that train of releasing a single, it's like, it is like a train you jump on and it's like, okay, I'm on this journey now and I have to keep going, which means, you know, producing more music and putting out another one and and all of a sudden you're on this little thing that it's like, oh, gosh, you know, I've just got to ride that now and, and it has kind of ramped up. But, um, you know, I, I guess I feel... But at the same time, it is still a process and there are days where I go, oh, this is all too much and it's all too overwhelming. But then you just kind of go, you just, you know, calm your farm and go, well, I, I, it's, 
I don't have to complete all this in a day or, you know, you just kind of got to pull yourself back and go, I'll do this when I'm ready. And if the single doesn't get out for another month, the world's not going to end. People aren't going to, you know, <laughs> jump off a cliff because it's, oh, my God, Della hasn't released a single. <laughs> you know, so... Um, you, you heard it of... here first, ladies and gentlemen. Della Harris is never stopping. It's going to keep going on forever. <laughs> oh, I hope so for as long as I can keep it up. But, um, you know, I, I, I am incredibly grateful for the fact that I am, you know, the age I am now and I'm still, um, I'm still out there doing stuff and um, still getting cover band gigs bizarrely. Not as many as I used to, but, um, you know, just still being able to do this because I always sort of thought, oh, well, it'll get to a point where the phone will stop ringing and I'll just take a step back and that'll be it. But um, I'm blown away that I'm actually more successful now than I ever have been and, you know, so I'm just going to ride that wave and, and hope it continues for as long as it continues. Yeah, so what were the steps leading up to you making your own stuff? Because I've heard all sorts of names like Groove Juice and the Frock Tops. <laughs> and like, I know you've had a long history of the cover band stuff, but how how much of it have you gone through over the... Oh, I've been in different cover bands. Oh, gosh. I, I You know, I guess would span 30 odd years Um, and it's been fantastic. I've been in cover bands that have taken me, you know, to Alice Springs, the the Gold Coast, Thailand, um, you know, Tasmania. I've been, you know, so lucky to go all over the place in big cover bands, small cover bands Um, and, yeah, in all kinds of, you know, Groove Juice was a fun dress-up thing, Frock Tops is a a funny little um, dress-up choreographed thing. Uh, I still get to do weddings. So, yes, very long history of doing other people's music. And, you know, when you kids were really little, it was fantastic. I could, you know, leave you crying and sooking with your father <laughs> on a Saturday night and go out and have fun. <laughs> well, you still do. You and still I still do, do leave you crying and sooking. <laughs> Thanks. It's much appreciated. Um. Uh, but, I mean, I guess, you know, I did end up meeting uh, a guy called Clive Young who, because, through you, because you went to kinder with his son. Charlie Young. Yes, Charlie you Young, did. if you're listening. Yes, and uh, hi, hello. Clive. Um, <laughs> we used to, I used to see Clive probably once a year at our Christmas get-together and we'd have a few drinks and go, ah, oh, we should write together. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, and I'd always go home thinking, oh, I'd really love to write with him, but I'd be really crap at it and he's really good at it. And mm. Lots of memorable moments of those Christmas get-togethers. <laughs> sorry, go on. Creative podcast, creative podcast. I know you're thinking of the year that the four, the four, the four mothers fell into the Christmas tree because yeah. we were all so drunk. <laughs> that was very funny. Um, yes, but... Um, so I would always go home afterwards thinking I really would love to write with Clive, but I'll be hopeless and he's good and I don't I, – I, I was too scared to approach him and he would never, you know, sort of contact me after that. So I just thought, oh, it's just the drink talking and then we'd meet up again and he'd be like, oh, 
we should write. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, we should. And then I'd be inside going, <laughs> no, it's never going to happen. <laughs> anyway, um, many years later, and I'm talking, it probably took us a good 10 plus years of that banter <laughs> once or twice a year. Um, and we connected on Facebook one night. It took me a very long night, a time to get onto Facebook. I just thought, no, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. And then um, the lovely Rob Powell, who I, who is my wonderful guitar player and also um, co co writer now. We've written a few songs together. Co housemate as well. Co housemate. He lived with us for a while. Robbo in the garage. Yep. Um, he. He said to me, you need to be on Facebook. It's a great way to connect, blah, blah, blah. So he um, so he ended up doing my whole, whole profile and everything for me and whacking me up there and I knew it was there and I just kind of went <laughs> for about two months and just had it sitting there and then got curious and realised, yes, actually, I then got offered a few gigs through Facebook and I thought, oh, wow, actually, this is a good tool. Okay. Yeah, it sucks you in. It, it you does. Right in. So, um, and it, and then one night I was on it, and Clive and I started chatting on it, and by the end of the night had started writing a song on it. So, and the rest is history, really. He sort of, um, yeah, really helped me kind of get on that journey and and um, and work out what sort of genre that you know suited my kind of stuff and. Um, which obviously is a country music genre, yeah. Um, because I like to tell stories in my writing. So, um, and also, I think the country music genre is very is a little bit more forgiving as far as age, etc. Um, rather than the pop scene where you need to be about fourteen, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it all panned out. But we just sort of started writing, thinking, oh well, we'll write for other people. You know, we'll just pitch our songs and but obviously the songs that we were writing were very personal to me so I said to him one day look I'm going to do them myself and he was like oh you know it's going to be hard and you know you won't get a record deal and you'll get rejected here there and everywhere because of your age and you know all this sort of stuff and I said yeah I know the reality but they're my songs, they're my stories and I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. I'm just going to do it. I'm not in it to get a big record deal and be rich and famous. I just need to do it for me. And he's like, okay, okay. So off I went on the journey and um, it's been, yeah, the response to my stuff has been, um, yeah, overwhelming and amazing and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to ask on that as well. It's never been about the record labels or making it big. It's been, has it, and it still is just about expressing what you, the stories you want to tell. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think there's something in that of being authentic in that regard that makes it, um, you know, more accessible to people or, I don't know, they just seem to have embraced it. You know, maybe because the stuff is real, and I'm I'm just a normal person going about their everyday life. But as I said, just deciding to to give it a go anyway, regardless of all the setbacks and all the you know the voices and and I mean nobody battles with the voices in their head more than I do. <laughs> you know, um, you heard you, you've got no excuse everybody listening no matter <laughs> how old you are, no matter who's down your back, you, you just got to do it. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, I do have days where I do have to just, you know, walk up to the coffee shop, grab a coffee and just go, it's all good, you know, just don't put too much importance on it. Just go with the flow and see what happens because, um, you know, like I said, you can wind yourself up with the voices in the head and, uh, you know, I've had many a day where I just go, oh, who do I think I am? People must think I'm ridiculous, you know, (laughs) all that sort of stuff. And then I just think, oh, who cares, you know. I'm just, like I said, just expressing myself the way I know how and, you know, for me it was a real need thing rather than I just, you know, I'm – I just want to do it or whatever. It was I just need to do it. Yeah. Okay. So you were the perfect first guest for this <laughs> podcast. You're encapsulating sort of all the thoughts around what I wanted to explore. Like it's not that you want to do it. It's you need to do it. Otherwise, it's – yeah. I feel like I would drop dead if I wasn't able to <laughs> express creatively. And I feel like – I've very much gotten that from you. Yeah, uh, totally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I look at you sometimes and I go, yeah, you poor tortured soul. You're just like your oh, mother. Oh, <laughs> no. I did, Dad did say to me the other day, he's like, wow, you're really not like me at all. I'm like, <laughs> in some respects, yes, but I do take from both of you. Yes, yeah, no, Dad's a different cat altogether. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to take it back to the Facebook thing very quickly because I thought that was an interesting point how as soon as you got onto Facebook, you found work through there. And especially Mm. for me and people like me, we find pretty much all of our work online and through Facebook groups and just all over that. How how did you build up a reputation back in the day when there wasn't Facebook or the internet to connect everyone at a moment's notice? What was the process? That's interesting actually because it was a lot tougher. So, you know, when I would get a gig... I would have to um, create like a um, a poster, you know. We'd create a poster and, I mean, you see some amazing looking posters out there, but, there, but no, ours were like photocopies of photos on black and white, A4, and we would, um, yeah, print a whole stack off, you know. We'd, we'd each take a... A, a picture of it to our workplace and 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 run off a sneaky hundred and um, between us and then we would literally you know just pound the pavement we would um uh, we would put them up everywhere we would letterbox drop um gee I'm trying to think how else we did it we would there used to be oh there probably still is magazines like Beat magazine and. Um, mm. A few things like that. We would put our free ads in that. You used to be able to put uh, little ads in the sun, I think it was, that would have a gig guide. Um, and just, yeah, as much word of mouth. I used to do a lot of ringing up of people going, hey, we've got this gig coming up. It was really hard work, you know, and now you can just go and it goes off to, you know, this <laughs> much the realm of people and it's like, oh, my God, this is so much easier. And it's actually, you know, some of my friends are still not on Facebook and it's like, oh, it's so inconvenient that you're not on there because I have to, like, ring you or message you separately. And So now you're that person that you were saying you were <laughs> not wanting yes. to get onto Facebook. Yeah, I it's really resist. I know, I, I resisted it and mainly because... You know, you see, some people can really struggle with 
social media. And, and I think, you know, there is that, cons- that, that concerns me for all of you, I guess, you younger generation, that your life is laid bare on social media all the time. You yeah, know, privacy like, doesn't exist. It doesn't anymore. exist. No. Whereas back in my day, you know, I could do something really stupid, <laughs> but, you know, that moment would pass. The people that saw it or heard it or whatever, you know, yeah, you dealt were the only ones that you had to deal with it with. You didn't have then fifty thousand odd people, um, you know, having their say as well. Um, and I guess that's the thing. If you're a dickhead, you will be exposed. Correct. Yeah. So, but you know, back in nice. my day, you could be a dickhead for one night. That night's over. The next day is a new day. And like I said, half the population doesn't even know it happened. Okay. Whereas now everybody knows it happens. Thanks for the life advice, <laughs> Mum. <laughs> well, and also I think, you know, there's this massive FOMO thing that now happens with people because they see other stuff going on online and you just look at it and go, oh, well, why wasn't I invited to that party? Or, oh, I would have liked to have gone out to that dinner. Or, you know, oh, yeah. you know, and there's so there's a lot of... You know, brain stuff that goes on. Then, like, there's a. I, I think it can make you feel incredibly insecure at times about your relationships with people. You know, whereas I guess back in my day, yeah. <laughs> you would catch up with the your nearest and dearest for a coffee, or you would pick up the phone and you would have a real conversation. And um, yeah, it just concerns me a bit. I find even in the workplace now. Um, because, yes, even though I do music and I'm a mum, I still have to work for a living. Um, and I just find the younger generation now, I can be sitting from here to there away, or literally from you to me away, and the person will send me an email rather than actually just get up and speak to me. And I just find that extraordinary. It's like you can't even – It's people struggle to, to have a face-to-face conversation. It's very – it's a very, very new thing. Like we're not used to communicating that way at all. And I, I think know. that plays a big part in it as well. It's very sad, which is why well, we need to go out and have coffees and stuff to actually connect face to face. It's why we need to sit in lounge rooms and, and record podcasts all yes, the time. Yes, absolutely. Look, it's been a struggle to actually stare you in the face, but I'm getting <laughs> used to it. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm used to you texting me from upstairs to downstairs. I talk to you all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> we get coffee. We do get coffee and okay. it's a nice way to connect. Mm. All right. Back on topic. Yes. Um, oh, did I answer the question? What was the question? Um, oh, what? Getting yeah, yeah, work getting work yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, it is so much easier, I must yeah. say. Yeah, oh, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, and I must say that I, I try to just use social media for that only, for that sort of, you know, I don't, I don't feel it's my um, place to put up photos of my kids and stuff, you know. Um, you know, hashtag proud, hashtag. <laughs> not, not to call uh, anyone out. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not calling anybody yeah, out. No, 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 no. For some people that's what they love to do and they have relations that are not, you know, in the country or whatever, and it's their way of, um, you know, showing their relations, their kids and blah, blah, blah. And I totally get that. But for me, I just feel like, well, you know, you guys are all on social media. So it's if you want to post something about 
something, then you'd do it yourself. Um, yeah. And I, I guess, uh, you know, as much as I'm an uh, out there as far as performing and laying my life bare in song, I'm actually quite a private person too. So I don't generally put up a lot of um, private stuff, you know. I tend yeah, to keep it either. for my music and my, yeah, whatever I'm you know, doing in that creative space. That's what I use my social yeah. media for. I found that as soon as I got all the media stuff running, I wasn't posting anything personal anymore because everything yeah. I was doing was just going into the yeah. media stuff. Yeah. So I guess that'd be the same with you. Yeah, it is. And and look, you know, social media for that kind of thing is, uh, it's an incredible tool really, you know, like I was looking at um, my... Uh, on my Spotify, the artist page, and also on Apple Play, the artist page. And it's, it's just incredible the amount of people in America and Japan and yeah, all over the place. Yeah, you can go right away. It's amazing who's playing my stuff and on a regular basis. And it's like, wow, there was no way back when I was your age that my stuff would reach there, you know. Like, yeah. I don't even know how you'd do that unless you had a record deal. So... Um, you know, I think more and more we're seeing these days that you don't particularly need a record deal unless you are wanting that full-on global backing. But, gee, you pay through the bum for it, you know. Like yeah. th- those people would be in debt to those record companies for a very long time, whereas I just get to save up and put it's something free. out there. And, yeah, I've yeah. worked for it myself. I've done it. I'm not, I'm not um, a slave to some company somewhere, you know. Yeah. So it has its benefits for sure. Okay. Well, speaking of your stuff, I have your first EP here, <laughs> the the Della Harris self-titled EP. That's probably not in focus. <laughs> but when was this released? Was this 13, 14? Um, what are we now, 19? No, I think 15, maybe 2015. 2015, no, forgotten. okay. I think I, it was I've forgotten about that. Too. Yeah, it it was a while ago now. So. Okay. So you have – this is a six-track EP, which is on Spotify and iTunes. Um, how, and what's, Apple. Um, how is it – how is your songwriting process or sort of – has your mindset changed since this EP or what's – I think so, yeah. And it's interesting. How it been from there? Because I, I see a lot of indie artists and I, I've loved watching the progress of, you know, from their first CD to – you know, three or four on. And I feel like, yeah, already I know my next EP, well, I'm I'm actually working towards an album, but I know the album will be, yeah, just different. Like you will really be able to see the growth, I think, you know. I mean, that one, it was like, okay, I've got these six songs together. I'm going to put out an EP because, you know, I want something that I'll be able to sell at gigs and you you get people coming up saying, have you got a CD? you know, blah, blah, blah. So um, I wanted to put something out, but, you know, I, 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 I can't even listen to it these days, <laughs> which is sad. Um, look, they're great songs, but I, I just think I would have done it a little differently. But, yeah. um, you know, well, it, it is what it is. It's where I started yeah. and, and it's, it's a journey. So um, If you tried to be perfect about it, it would never have gotten released. Like. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. So... Uh, and and you're just learning all the time. I mean, just the whole process of um, doing an EP and um, how to do it and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's just it's been a real learning curve. 
Um, so I'm, well, how many? I've got about uh, one, two, three, about five songs already recorded for the next album. Really? Yeah. That's news to me. Yeah. I, I've noticed you and Rob have had a lot of writing <laughs> sessions and you've been off to recording. So is are there any, any sneak peeks of information of future yeah. future content coming well, out? I mean, you know, the, the last three singles I've had um, obviously haven't been on that EP. So they'll go, okay, they'll so go they're on, all to, going on the album. Yeah, so there's three already. And um, I've just finished another two, which they're in their final mixing stages. So just putting the final tweaks on another two at the moment. Okay. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I hope to probably – bring out a 10, 10 song album, eight to 10 songs. Okay. Mm. Do, you, do you reckon there are more, you're going to do more singles before that or is the next big release the album? No, I'm going to do a couple more singles. Um, and the album, at this stage I'm looking at uh, not Tamworth coming up in January, but the following maybe doing a big launch up there. So I'll, I'll release a few more singles uh, because also... Spotify is a funny thing um, and Spotify has been great to me. So, yeah, Spotify picked up one of my songs, Long As You're Lonely, and popped it on their Fresh Country playlist and that um, that was so fantastic because, you know, within months it had had nearly 70,000 streams. So if you can get on one of the playlists, it's so amazing. Mm. But one thing with Spotify is they won't put – a song on their playlist if it's been on Spotify for a certain amount of time. Really? So, yeah, okay. Um, and I can't think how long that is. So if I was to put an album up now and and release a couple of singles from it, uh, they wouldn't put the songs on a playlist if they've been sitting there on an album for a while. They, need, okay. they want fresh, like, you know, obviously yeah. um, new content. They're very curated, yeah. And yeah. that's the thing with stuff like Spotify and, say, YouTube and stuff these days. It's so personalized to the individual. Yeah. That, yeah, so you'd be – but that I guess that's a good thing as well because you'd be reaching people who do like country music and oh, get absolutely. around country music. Absolutely, yeah. So Fresh Country, you know, I was – I'm sure that's how I ended up getting, you know, fans – all over the globe, you know, mm-hmm. through that playlist. It was incredible. So um, I'm hoping to get more on that playlist. But like I said, you know, you can't – it can't be on um, Spotify for a, for a long time before they pick it up. They won't pick it up. It's got to be something that's, that's new out. So – which is why a lot of people are just popping singles up there rather than having an album sitting there. They just put singles on. Yeah, I which have is, noticed that a yeah, lot more artists are doing I'm, a lot more singles nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you can, you know. Yeah. So um, it's all different, you know. It used to be where you would just bring out an album, you know, and um, but it's all very different. You can just keep releasing singles now, and and I'd rather just get all my singles out there, and then you know present an album, okay. so um, or present the album and maybe release one more off it because that gets more of a chance of getting on a playlist. Um, but, yeah, once that album's on there, those songs, they won't generally get picked up after a certain amount of time. Yeah, so completely different ball game compared to the process that you would have 
gone through if you started writing back in the day? Oh, absolutely. It's all very different, but, you know, so much easier, I guess, to get it out there these days than back then. I mean, you know, back when I was your age, (laughs) I keep saying that like this old fossil because I am. Um, Well, you're not. No, but, you know, you were relying on getting a record deal because that was pretty much the only way that you would get out there. You know, you had to have a record deal to actually get noticed at all. Whereas now, you know, you just have all this this social media stuff. So as much as I hate all that stuff at times, it is it makes everything so much more accessible, you know, if you can get it into the right um, – get to the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's – the thing you don't need to know anyone you don't need to have tons of money just you can get on the map just if you make good stuff nowadays and that's it you know i mean you have to be you have to get on there and and you still have to work hard on there oh absolutely um but it's doable on your own rather than you know having to have this big backing you know so um yeah it's a great way to get noticed so if you use it in the right way it's a great tool great business tool Okay, awesome. Well, thanks for chatting to me this morning, Mum. I was wondering if you had any advice to young creatives out there who know they want to do stuff but they haven't really taken action or just, yeah, what would you say to them? Or even yourself. Yeah. What would you say to yourself (laughs) if you could talk to your 20-year-old self? What would I say? Um, Be brave. Just be brave because it's scary and life is hard. So... You know, crap stuff is going to happen on a continual basis, but um, I guess it's how you deal with it and how you make your life a great life. You know, you you have to just kind of get out there and and just give it a go. And I guess not be so concerned about what people think about you because that's one thing I've realised as you get older. It just so doesn't matter and who cares? I actually think find it kind of funny now, you know. That After I made you follow Gary V on Instagram? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, and I, I will listen to him more one day, but at the moment I tend to go, flick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's him again. Flick. Yeah, there you go. He's very in your face. Um, but no, I guess just be brave and don't and just give it a go. And, you know, if – if it doesn't work out in a particular way, it's because it wasn't meant to and it'll work out in a different way or, you know, I guess just not be – I, I spent a lot of time being a bit of a scaredy cat and, you know, trying to please people and um, and I guess, yeah, just being worried about, you know, what people would think. You know, I mean, I was brought up in a time where it was like, well – you know, you're doing anything like this, well, you're just being a show off or, you know, and that's not a real job. You need to get a real job and, and, and that sort of attitude. And I think, you know, if you can push past that and just, um, yeah, just be brave. Um, yeah, that's probably what I would tell myself, but by the same token, I think, you know, I wasn't ready for that journey then. And I, I feel like I'm ready for it now. And that's the thing too. You may not be quite ready for what the world has to offer you. Yeah, right. You know, and you have to kind of go with that too sometimes. But all in its own good time. Yeah. 
Jump off that cliff. Whoop, whoop. Jump off that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I also know that that's very good. Well, yeah, thanks for, for tuning in, fellas, to the first episode of the Creative Escapade podcast. I hope I hope it was good. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get more interesting people than his mum. <laughs> no, no, no. The, you're, you're a perfect first guest. And I mean, you're, like, you're on this journey yourself that you've made for yourself and you've you know, you've really worked hard to be at a place that you want to be that what used to be a dream, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. At least I, I won't go to my grave thinking I didn't even give it a shot, you know, which I think was probably the thing as I was getting older that was in the back of my mind. It's like, I've just got to do this. I don't want to end up just... And I think I was quite... I mean, you can ask your father. I, I, I was quite miserable, I think, because I wasn't being my authentic self. Um, it, it was just a piece of my life puzzle that was missing that I needed to just uh, get on with. So, okay. yeah, I do feel a lot more complete and um, just more content in myself, obviously, for doing it. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, that wraps it up nicely. Mm -hmm. Hope you all have a good day. Bye. Bye. Love you, darling. Hashtag proud. Um, Say it to them, not me. (laughs) Hashtag proud of this dude. (laughs) She's never said hashtag before. She's just bringing it out now. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to be hip and cool and young. (laughs) You know my demographic. All right. Bye. Bye.